they fall into two general buckets. Entrepreneurs, the startups, the people who see this as something innovative. The other half, Gordon, are those that have an existing business. They're painters, interior decorators, general contractors, um, artists, um, muralists. They're people who want to do this, use this machine to quickly, reliably put artwork on walls and maybe leverage their existing customers. The following podcast is brought to you by Thrive. Manage, run, and grow your business all from one dashboard using one login. Small business runs better on Thrive. Hey, hey, this is Gordon Henry at Winning on Main Street. And this week we have the founder and CEO of the Wall Printer USA, Paul Barron. Welcome, Paul. Nice to be here, Gordon, with you and your audience. Appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. Great to have you. So Paul is the founder and chief executive of the Wall Printer USA. The Wall Printer is a new way to print vertically from signage to original art. The Wall Printer can quickly produce durable, long-lasting murals on any surface, indoors or outdoors. It's the fastest and most cost-effective way to communicate visually. Wall Printer USA helps people start and operate successful small businesses. We'll get into that through distributorships throughout the Western Hemisphere. What should listeners get out of this episode? Vertical printing is an old idea, but Paul has found a new way to do it. Maybe this is a business you would like to get involved with. They're selling distributorships across the U.S. and the world. And as I said, we'll get into that and the opportunity there may be for you. So, Paul, welcome to the show. Maybe you could start by just telling us a little bit about your career, your journey as an entrepreneur, and how you discovered wall printing. Yeah, I appreciate that, Gordon. Thank you for the introduction. I was approached with this vertical printing machine by a German manufacturer. In this particular case, uh, the product was a $70,000 machine. I had never seen or heard about a vertical printing machine. I didn't know whether that was expensive, cheap, or whatever. I just knew that it was an innovation I had never seen or heard about before. And as a result, I wanted to learn more, but I couldn't make the deal with the company. The company wanted me, once again, to be a hired salesperson, and I just don't do that anymore. I wanted a piece of the company if I really liked it. So conversation broke down with him. I'm in my home office, and I call to my wife in another room, and I yell and I say, hey, Maureen, come take a look at this. Well, as soon as she hears that sentence, um, it, rather than come look at what I'm talking about, she usually cuts up my credit cards and changes the passwords on my bank account um, because she goes, here we go. Paul's going to invest in something nuts again. Um, but this time, after coaxing, she took a look and like me, she said, wow, never saw anything like that before. And uh, she said, if you think you could do something with it, go for it. When something comes across my desk that I just had never heard about or seen, I, I mean, it gets my curiosity. So I found out that there were, in fact, only five, literally a handful of customers uh, in the world that manufactured these types of machines. Wall, wall printers. Well, vertical printing machines. Okay. The, wall printer is my, is, the wall printer is my registered trademark. I now own okay. three patents on the technologies that are in our machines. Let's just move to talking about wall printing, what it is, and how is it different than billboards or signs painted on buildings or any of the kind of signage we've seen in the past? What's, what's new and different about it? Great question. And so, Gordon, a vertical printing machine, which is the generic name, and my wall printers, what they do is they're a inkjet printer, your desktop printer on steroids, hmm. and only prints vertical um, surfaces. This is not a replacement for vinyl stickers that can do vehicle wraps and curved walls or can, can stick on some surfaces indoors. But it is an inkjet printer that can print any width, any height, 
any surface, indoors or outdoors, any digital art. It will okay. print it. And it will print it on brick, metal, tile, plastic, wood, right. wall board, any surface at all. And you said, if I heard you right, any size. So if this is a New York City building with, you know, 300 foot high uh, walls, you could do that? So imagine a window washer. Let's say mm -hmm. you phrase the question, can you wash the windows on that building? Well, yes, you have to erect scaffolding. You yeah. have to bring the, the, the person washing the windows or our wall printer up to each level. But the technology you get and the training you get allow you to do what's called image stitching. So if you did have a large mural called in the printer itself, which, which is designed to fit inside of an eight-foot standard U.S. room, but of course, it does also come with an extension rail that'll give it an extra three feet. So if you don't have a ceiling or you have a tall ceiling or you're printing outdoors, it will print without any other scaffolding or any other manipulation around it um, of uh, logistics or anything. It'll print just out of the box anywhere from five and a half to nine feet image tall and then any width at all because it propels itself along tracks or on wheels if it's a perfectly flat surface tracks okay. if not and uh -huh. everything's included but to answer your question the technology is called image stitching one image yeah. goes on top of another image and then okay. there's no limit you need a forklift of course to bring yourself and the printer up to the right. next level but yeah. pass those expenses through to your customer when they want a job like that yeah, so that that's my next question. So who are your customers? Are they advertisers who want giant images of their uh, drink or beverage or? So Gordon, they're actually our customer's customer. Um, okay. Our customers, to answer your question, they fall into two general buckets, entrepreneurs, the startups, the people who see this as something innovative. They want to lock up a territory, we're not a franchise. We don't reach into their pockets and take royalties and revenues from them. What we okay. do, though, is we do give exclusive geographic territory to people. So because this is innovative and people see this out there, they go, hey, that's pretty cool. I'd like to be in that business, too. But the other half, Gordon, are those that have an existing business. They're painters, interior decorators, general contractors, um, artists. Um, muralists. They're people who want to do this, use this machine to quickly, reliably put artwork on walls and maybe leverage their existing customers. Let's say I'm the first bucket. I'm an entrepreneur. I hear Paul on, on Winning on Main Street. And I say, wow, that's a great business. I want to lock up St. Louis or I want to lock up uh, you know, Seattle or some territory that you have. Okay. Walk me through the economics. What does it cost me to, you know, cost of entry to get the machine? How much can I charge for each of these murals? What's my revenue going to look like for a year? Um, you know, just walk me through what it's like to run this as a business. The machine costs $30,000. That's where you start. The okay. machine is $30,000. We, we, if that's if you just want a machine. So that guy with the painting business, the general contractor who doesn't care about territory because they've got already a business, they're marketing, they've got their customer base identified, and they want to mine that and add more revenue, they buy a printer from us. $30,000, you get training, support, warranty, everything you need to start the business with a wall printing machine. Now you've got the entrepreneur. They want to lock up an exclusive territory. We reduce the price of the machine by $5,000. Your cost as a territory owner is $25,000 for that machine. And you're obligated to buy one machine first, grow a business with our support being the only one because we promise now not to sell to anybody else in your territory. What's a territory? It goes by population and your budget and what kind of a business plan you have. If you want the starter territory, the minimum investment 
is $10,000 for the territory. That's 300,000 people. You define it based on where your office is, where your location, a base of starting your operations is going to be. And we start adding zip codes or county lines or whatever gets you up to 300,000 people. And that includes, of course, all the businesses that are in that territory, schools, hospitals, everything else that are all your customer targets as well as the residential population. But that's your territory. Costs you $10,000, costs you twenty-five dollars for the reduced price of the machine. So your all-in investment to get started is $35,000 plus the shipping cost of the machine, maybe $36,000. So that's your all-in cost. You're obligated after two years with our support grow the business because we're not selling to anybody else in that territory, buy a second machine in two years, then buy a third machine in the third year. Our research, my research of this, these machines being out there for about 14 years worldwide has shown that an area of 300,000 people with a average economics of people who can afford this type of, uh, of a service, and I'll get to that next, uh, people who can pay for this, um, they could probably grow five machines out there with people. And that's what we really want. We want people to make a business that has equity for them, that builds value for themselves and their families. So how mm -hmm. much can they make? Our printers never charge less than $20 per square foot. Mm -hmm. So take a five by eight mural. And I'm only using that as a small, a small piece of art that has numbers that my 70-year-old brain can handle. So five by eight is 40 square feet. Mm -hmm. You charge the customer $800 for that. People are buying that every day of the week. $800 for a five-foot-by-eight-foot mural. Absolutely beautiful. Any Again, any wall, indoors, outdoors. What does that cost you? Five-by-eight, 40 square feet. Ink costs about 50 cents a square foot. You've got $20 worth of ink. Our printers print at 15 to 20 square feet per hour. It took two hours to print that mural. So you put somebody on that printer at $20 an hour to pay them. That's $40 labor cost. Let's say it took you an hour to travel to that customer site, because unlike signage companies that print out hundreds of billboard signs or something like that, or you know, small real estate signs or political signs, this is this machine goes to the site to print. It doesn't have to. Some of our customers print on paper, on plastic, on metal, and they actually never leave their office. They just print on, on fabrics or vinyl and make signs and send that to people. But ideally, it goes to the site. And so that five by eight, 40 square feet, you drove an hour to get there, you drive an hour back. Let's say you took an hour to set up the machine and get everything right. So that's five hours total labor, all in time, travel, expenses. That's $100 labor, $20 ink, $120. I'm going to double that because you should practice the print first back in your office before going to a customer site. So it looks like what your customer wanted. You don't have to print the whole big mural print a foot of it, make sure the machine and everything's working right. And so you've got $250 costs. I always like being over the top on expenses. And what have you made? That $800, $20 a square foot. So that's a $550 net profit for that one small mural. Do two walls in a place, or do two of those a week. That's $1,000 a week. That's, a, that's what a small mom and pop could do. We hope people are printing every day and printing multiple walls and buying multiple printers. That's how you really make money with this and get into the six and seven figures. But anybody can take one machine and make a good high five, low six figure income for themselves. Right, and then somewhere in there, you gotta figure out paying back the cost of the machine. Assuming they borrow the money to buy the machine, 
they've they've got to pay back you know essentially amortization yeah, two on prints, that loan two prints two prints like that that have a net profit of five hundred dollars each that's a thousand dollars net profit you do two of those prints a month you paid for a machine just like you pay for a car our right. many of our customers do take out equipment financing the cost is anywhere from seven hundred to a thousand dollars depending on the time how many years what the interest rate they get what their credit is all that kind of stuff same okay. thing as buying okay. a car so you've explained the economics really well and why it would work for somebody. Now they do have to go out and sell the job. They've got to find the customer. Um, Once again, we're not a franchise, so we're yeah. not doing that marketing for them. This is their right. business. In fact, right. it's their business to the extent that one of the things they get is a customized wall printer with their brand, their logo, their email address and website and phone number, a QR code. We actually customize their printer with their brands because when these printers are out there on the streets, they act like advertisements in the field. But yes, they have to go ahead and use Facebook, social media, word of mouth, direct mail, billboards, anything any business would do. Right. Cost of customer acquisition. Yep. Okay, excellent. Um, how many distributors have you signed up in the US here? About 130 up to this point. Okay. Most and of our customers, about 90% of our customers do fall into the, they take an exclusive territory. And, and okay. then about 10 to 15% by just the, just the printer. And are you also handling distributor sales for other countries or just the U.S.? I am all of the Western Hemisphere. So our customers, we have about 80% of our customers in the U.S., about 10% are in Canada, 10% throughout South America, Mexico, the Caribbean. We service and support everybody out of our Wilmington, North Carolina. These machines with internet access, we can log in and we can service them, identify any issues that they might have. Our training is done by, by Zoom. It takes about three hours for somebody to know how to use this machine. And then they have to practice to learn really to be confident and comfortable using it. You, you mentioned something interesting there. So if, if a machine has a problem, a mechanical problem or a software problem, you can go in via internet and find that problem and, and fix it? Yes. And that is a service you provide. So if I buy the machine from you, I'm not responsible for the upkeep? No, you will. You're responsible for the upkeep to the extent that we do give a one-year warranty if there's a manufacturer defect in any of the hardware, and there are computer components, there are cables, there are pulleys, there's tracks, there's all sorts of things. If something is defective, it'll be replaced under warranty free of charge. If you go ahead and abuse it um, and or drop it out of your truck or something or off the top yeah. of the scaffold, we'll yeah. still replace it, but we'll charge you for it. But we do provide that warranty on the hardware. Now, the software and the training is unlimited free for the life of the machine. We go ahead and not only can we service the machines remotely, but if there are any updates to it or any upgrades, we have, we've only had one since I've been in business for three years to kind of improve a little bit on the speed of the machine. We, were, we found a way to do that through software engineering um, and to reduce maintenance to some extent, but the upkeep and maintenance that you just mentioned, that's your responsibility. We train you on what's, what it takes and it takes about 15 minutes a day um, to make sure that the inks are working through the printer properly so that when you've got a job, it's ready to print. And if you're not using the printer, these, these, this is a printing machine. It has inks. It's no different than your $70 paint sprayer. If you're going ahead and putting paint in something and you're going to spray paint a wall, after you finish, you better clean it out. Otherwise, you might as well just throw it out. Paul, we're going to just take a quick break, hear a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Uh, more with Paul Barron in just a minute. 
This episode of Winning on Main Street is brought to you by Thrive, the small business management platform that you and your customers will love. No matter where you are, Thrive helps you run your business, keep organized, and get paid faster, all from one login and dashboard. Thrive makes it easy for customers to find you online, instantly interact, and stay engaged. And with free unlimited support 24-7, there really is no comparison. Go to thrive.com slash pod for a quick demo to see everything Thrive can do. And we're back with Paul Barron, the wall printer. Uh, and a fascinating discussion about wall printing. Who, who knew this was a business? But uh, evidently, it's, it's growing and uh, very uh, successful for those who are able to find customers to do their wall printing. I'd like to talk to you now, Paul. You mentioned you speak you know, to audiences everywhere. Uh, I'd like to talk to you a little bit more about small business today. What do you think are the key qualities for somebody to thrive running their own business today? Well, certainly, um, as I mentioned earlier, and as I often do, you, know, you, you have to be providing a service or a product that solves a real problem. That's the first thing. You know, once you have that and you can become a trusted advisor, that's how you grow a business. And I don't care if it's even what you're trying to do and make money on with that particular customer, with the particular product or service that you think you're selling that person. It's all about relationships. If I'm going to tell somebody one thing and one thing only, build your relationships. Even if it's not, don't always try selling what, what, you're, what you are selling, okay? Sell yourself, okay? If, if somebody trusts you, not only will they buy from you, but if they value you, they will also seek, seek referrals from you and give you referrals. And that's the most important way and the best way to grow a business is by getting good word of mouth. It's no different than, you know, the reviews that we hear today, but it's always been that way, even before the, world, the, the years of the Internet, when, you know, just word of mouth meant something, somebody's recommendation meant something. That hasn't changed, and that's what's important in small business. You have to build good, solid relationships honestly, fairly, um, and provide a great service that people will recommend to others. Yeah, great advice. How do you balance your work with your personal life? We hear so much today, people talking about work-life balance. For entrepreneurs, very often there is no work-life balance. They're just working, uh, building up that business. Any tips for people running their own small business? Well, number one, you have to have a life. Um, you know, anybody who says, you know, you know, there's the expression, you know, love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Well, that's a crock. Um, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's true you'll feel good when you're working, but you still have to have something more than that. You know, I've got two dogs. I've got a wonderful wife. Um, I play tennis. I swim. I need those outlets. You know, um, you know, like I like the theater. I like the whatever. Um, I like just hanging out with friends. You got to have something. Um, and if you don't have something, find something because you're going to need that to actually keep you sane. Um, and uh, and again, a business will consume you if you if you're going to be successful. Um, it not only will consume you, but it should consume you. Because if you're not passionate about it, you're probably not going anywhere with it. And I don't care if it's something really cool and interesting, like many people might think of the wall printer, or if it's something like building widgets or something really boring or, you know, I don't know, black topping on a 100 degree summer day like we have. You know, these things are important. They're necessary. They are solutions. People will pay for that. Um, and But you have to take pride in it. You got to, you have to, you know, enjoy what you're doing, but know that it's not the only thing that makes you or makes your life meaningful and be realistic, you know, be realistic with yourself, with your family, set expectations appropriately. If I give any advice to people, it's 
you know, set appropriate expectations for yourself, for your customers, um, so that hopefully you will exceed them and not leave people disappointed. Um, people have always asked me, you know, what makes a great leader? Um, this isn't my answer. It's somebody else's, but it's stuck with me for a long time. And it's, uh, and it's what I believe in. The great leader of a company is somebody who hires the best qualified people for the jobs that are needed, but then is wise enough to back off and let them do it. Excellent advice. Thank you for that. Um, we just have a minute left. What's next for Paul Barron and the wall printer? Do you see running this for many more years? Are you going to sell the business? What's Where's the, where's the future for the, you and this company? Short answer to the question, Gordon, is I'm at 130 customers today. I want to get to anywhere between 250 to 500, and then I'll start entertaining some of the offers that are being thrown at me already. Well, that's uh, very cogent. I hope you can achieve that goal. That's uh, very exciting. Where can people find out more about the wall printer and potentially get involved? The website is, please? Thewallprinter.com. If they okay. want to know about it, takes you, it'll take you 30 seconds on the website to get it, to see what the machine does. Um, and by all means, there's a contact form you can fill out and we'll be happy to provide information. If you want to connect with me, I'm always happy to learn about people's journeys and share and try to, you know, talk you through something or learn from you. And LinkedIn is the best source for that. If you just search for Paul Barron on LinkedIn, you'll find me. Okay, great. That's Paul B-A-R, one R, right? B-A-R-O-N. Correct. And thewallprinter.com. Okay, awesome. Well, I want to thank you for coming on our show, Paul. Great to have you here and, and share your experience with our audience. Thanks, Gordon. Enjoyed talking with you. And I want to uh, thank our producer, Tim Alima, and uh, coordinators, Diet Barnett, and Daniel Huddleston. And if you enjoyed this podcast, tell your colleagues, friends, and family to subscribe, and please leave us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. Helps us in the rankings. Small Business Runs Better on Thrive. Get a free demo at thrive.com slash pod. P -O -D. Until next time, make it a great week. Bye.